Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Finding the path to significance, uncommon, Tony Dungy. Let me uh, welcome him to the Madison Show, and thank you so much, uh, Coach Dungy, for uh, taking the time to be with us. <laughs> Let's sell a book or two. How's that? <laughs> All right, I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Um, I, I do want to start with, I believe, a story, and it's one of the things I appreciate about the book. It's not one of these books you have to read cover to cover, is it? No, we kind of did it that way. It's really kind of directed at, at young people more than anything, uh, really talking about life, talking about decision-making, those kind of things. But it, it's broken down by chapters and uh, really talks about life decisions, integrity, uh, personal development, things like that. So you really could just skip to any area that you're, you're particularly interested in. Or that you might have a concern about depending on what's going on in your life. Uh, the reason I bring it up is there was this chapter uh, you were talking about writing about mentoring two young men mm-hmm. and, and, and unique different backgrounds, if I'm not mistaken. One, yeah, that's how we kind of started the, the story, and that's what kind of drew me to this book. Uh, two guys who ended up becoming friends of mine right. from Indiana, young men uh, between 18 and, and 20, and had problems. Uh, ended up going into the penal system, going into prison. Uh, but, you know, one was uh, white, two-parent home, one black, one-parent home. One, one suburbia, one, one yeah, urban. One uh-huh. urban, one in, in the church, one not. And it just let me know that some of these problems that our young people are facing, they cross all lines. They, they cross racial lines, religious lines. What was the uh, issue with the young man in suburbia? Right. What was his issue? Yeah, his issue was kind of rebellion against his parents, experimenting with uh, alcohol and drugs, uh, maybe not listening to the advice of, of older people. And uh, he was coming home uh, from just being with his buddies. I uh, had a little too much to drink, ran a stop sign, and killed three people. And uh, then came to realize that um, maybe his parents weren't all bad. Maybe they weren't just trying to put a damper on his fun. They were trying to teach him. And when he uh, went to, to prison for vehicular homicide, those good friends that he thought he had, the guys that were so much fun to hang out with, they never came to see him. They never wrote and they never stayed in touch. It was only his, his parents who he was kind of rebelling against. And it took him, it was a hard lesson to learn, but he, he learned that his family really was in his corner and had his best interest at heart. And the young man who was from inner city in Annapolis? Yep, actually in- went to our church, um, and he was a, a special young man, very gifted musician, uh, was on a scholarship, uh, music scholarship uh, to a university, um, and just had, began gambling uh, at a pretty young age and um, got into some trouble, owed some people some money, and uh, committed a crime to get the money to pay them back. He was worried about the safety of his family and uh, ended up going to jail uh, and had, had a tremendous uh, future in front of him. And, um, you know, both these guys are uh, in the process of getting out and looking forward to, to mm. rebuilding their lives, but made some mistakes by following the crowd and, and not following their convictions. And that's what this book is really all about, uh, telling our young people that you don't have to follow the crowd, and there is a certain time that you've got to stand up for what you really believe in 
and what you know is right. Yeah, you know, it's it seems to me I, I that lesson, and I guess maybe we're close to the same age. You're, I'm out of Ohio. You're out of Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. I want, I don't know if it's a Midwestern thing or not, but it sounds like my parents went to the same university your parents went to, and that and I used to hear that all the time, and it used to always be, if 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 your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump off the bridge right. too? Right. Uh, I heard that a million times. And, and the thing, if there's one lesson my dad gave me that, that that I'm glad I got, it was that you have to judge where the crowd is going. And if the crowd's not going in the direction you want to go, be a leader, go the other way. And, and walk the other the way. the crowd to follow yeah. you, you know. And yeah. uh, that's what is hard for our young people to do because we do. And as old, I'm 53, and I want to fit in. I want to have friends. I want to be well-liked. But uh, as a young person, it's hard to say, you know, this is my belief, this is my convictions, and whether you guys like it or not, this is what I'm going to stand up for. That, that's a difficult thing to do as a young person. Now, speaking of young person and getting ready to start a new life, uh, although I, I don't know, if, I don't think this is in your book, but uh, Michael Vick is getting ready to get out. Uh, Michael Vick, clearly a, a talented young man. Uh, I, you know, I, and this is just your opinion. If you were writing a chapter now, uh, would you, what would you advise a Michael Vick? Well, the biggest thing is, um, just like, um, we're talking here, you have to have convictions, which, which I believe Michael does, but you have to be ready to stand up for them. And you have to understand that, not everybody in the world has those same kind of convictions. Not everybody's going in the direction you want to go. And you've got to surround yourself, uh, if you're someone like that, as charismatic and talented as Michael is, you're going to have a lot of people around you. You've got to surround yourself with people who have the same desires, the same goals, uh, the same direction that you're going. And you also have to have people that you can lean on and that you can draw from. Uh, the, the problem with, with charismatic people like that is most everybody around them is drawing from them. Uh, everybody's trying to get some inspiration, uh, touch greatness. Uh, but, but even those people, they need someone to uh, mentor mm. them. And that, that, that many times is, is the problem, especially for our really young, talented people, whether it's athletics or any other field. When you're, you're gifted, uh, everybody's drawing from you, but you still need, uh, that person that you can draw. I mean, from. you're at the height of of your of your career at the height when you won the Super Bowl. Who did you draw from? I mean, even in your fifties, forties, uh, who did you? Well, draw I had from? a lot of people, and I, that's why I was very, very fortunate. Uh, my dad passed away when I was forty eight, but I, I drew from him tremendously. I'd always talk to him on things that I had questions about. Um, I have been blessed to have great pastors in every city that I, I've worked in. I've been able to find a church where I could draw on some spiritual leadership from the pastor and some of the older guys at the church. I have good friends uh, from my days in Pittsburgh that uh, I've been real close with guys for for 25 years, teammates, uh, neighbors who were a little bit older than me, Mm -hmm. a little bit wiser in a lot of ways that I've been able to to keep in in touch with. How do you know, though, that these people are there uh, and this speaks to, I guess, uh, having a, a uh, you know, an, a, 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 some kind of, uh, 
what's the word, antenna, some kind of sense. Discernment, yeah. Yeah, discernment. There's a good word that these folks aren't just trying to get close to you because you're Tony Dungy. I mean, you're, right. you know, that, right. I want a ticket to the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> I mean well, how, how do that. you discern that? You have to be careful. There's there's actually a chapter in the book uh, on yeah, that's why that, I brought it up. Yeah, on friendship and finding friends and taking counsel and, and influencing others, mentoring and being mentored, and choosing people that um, that do have those same beliefs and that that you can trust. And it's a it's a time consuming thing to develop good friendships. And uh, the 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 tough part about it is sometimes cutting off those friendships that you do become attracted to someone and you find out that, uh, hey, they, they may have different motives for this friendship or they may be doing things that uh, maybe I shouldn't be involved with. How do you, as a young person or as an older person, uh, cut off those friendships that might end up being negative? It does a, do you think a Michael Vick should be allowed to play in the NFL again? Would, well, I, I've said that's got to be the commissioner's call. And okay. uh, I know when I um, was coaching and um, we, would, we would have players who had some issues in high school, maybe had some issues in college or, you know, had issues when they were on our team. Uh, I would always sit down with them and explain the issue as I saw it, let them tell me what happened in their eyes, what have they learned from it. And I had to discern whether – I thought they were going to be a positive part of our team. And that's why you say it's the commissioner's call, because he's got to go through that process. Yep, and and I can't call him and say, oh, you ought to take Michael Big back. This is what I believe. Um, he's got to sit down with him and be satisfied in, in his mind, the commissioner's mind, that mm-hmm. Michael is going in the right direction. He's going to be an asset to the NFL. Um, and and it, in my opinion, if he sits down and believes that, then he ought to reinstate him. Yeah. I, I got to go to page 65 because you have here, and, and it's the beginning of the chapter, Respect for Authority, and I'll wrap it up. But one of my favorite quotes from Mark Twain, <laughs> when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much he had learned in seven years. <laughs> I, that is one of my favorite yeah, quotes. It is, and I think we all go through that. If you're fortunate enough to have a dad uh, around and close to you, you, you kind of you're not really wanting to hear what he has to say when you're younger. You don't believe it applies to you. You think he's picking on you, being hard on you, and he really is just training you. And the more you see about life and the more you learn, you look back and say, man, my dad was right, uh, or he kept me out of some things that I, I would have gotten into. I was at a youth facility last night uh, talking to a group uh, of young people in a, in a detention center and talked to a boy who just just spilled that out to me about his, his mom yeah. in, in this case. But he said, she's there. She um, just stayed after me. She stayed with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's counseled me, and I, I just ignored it for so long, and now I realize she was right. Yeah. And uh, it just it happens. It really does. Well, I, I'm going to put the book on our uh, bookshelf on our website, uh, Madison's Bookshelf. I think it's already up there. And it's Uncommon, uh, again, Finding Your Path to Significance, and it's a New York Times bestseller by Tony Dungy. And I appreciate you, I appreciate you as a person, a coach, and certainly... Uh, doing this book and thank you for coming on well thank you it's a really really pleasure to be on the show all right and you have a great day god bless all right thank you 
You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app. 